Our scripture, our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, a homely story of the life of Jesus. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Well, thank you, Eric, very much indeed. So we're going to come straight into uh, the sermon now, and then some response songs and some prayers following on from that, and then the children will come back as we come to the end of the service today. And the theme that I've given for this morning is barriers and blessings. Looking at this story in Luke chapter 10, Jesus at the home of Mary and Martha, linking it very much to our listening to Jesus theme and those sermons that we've had recently if you've been here on Sunday mornings when we've been looking at some of the Beatitudes. Now, Martin said a little bit earlier about the background of Mother's Day that is sometimes called Mothering Sunday, a day to be especially thankful for mothers. Historically, much more of a religious festival than a family one. And this idea of going to your mother church where you grew up or where you were baptized and uh, there were also family reunions, I think, in the history of Mothering Sunday. Servants and maids were allowed to go home for the day. And sometimes it was the only day of the year when they would see their families. And then more recently, there was uh, more of a celebration on the role of mothers, particularly in America. And uh, that tradition was brought across to the UK by American servicemen in World War II. Uh, that was very much the Mother's Day kind of thing that we have now. But to what happened in this country, so the two traditions really came linked together. And so Mother's Day was celebrated at the time when Mothering Sunday had been historically celebrated in the middle of Lent. A little bit of a breathing space in this period of Lent, which again, historically, was quite a solemn time. But Mother's Day was the sort of bright spark in the middle of it. And so here we are on Mothering Sunday or Mother's Day. And for me, I have mixed feelings about Mother's Day. My own mother died on the 5th of March in 1968, and Mother's Day that year was on the 24th of March. And if I remember rightly, it was the first Sunday that I went back to our regular church after the funeral. And so I was sitting there as a very young teenager without a mother, and that was a challenging time. So I have mixed feelings about this day, and I'm very conscious of the different circumstances that people face. There are those among us 
who enjoy being a mum and are pleased to celebrate today. And that is absolutely fantastic. There are those who struggle with being a mum and are really quite stressed about it. And we want to support and encourage. There are those who would love to be a mum but are not in that place today. There are those who've recently lost mothers, whatever stage in life that has happened. Those whose children are far away and not able to be present with their mothers. Those whose families are divided and where relationships are strained. There are all kinds of different circumstances that will be represented here this morning among us and amongst those whom we know and love and who we think about today. So what does Jesus have to say to us on a day like this? Our reading was not so much about mothers, but about sisters. At least we have the right gender. But a very familiar story about a homely scenario. Mary and Martha. Sisters who were so different. Some of you will naturally identify with Mary and some with Martha. We tend to either be active organizers or reflective thinkers. And you could just say that this was a story about sisters who had two very different approaches. But it's more than that. Because Jesus was quite clear in this story that one thing was needed. And that was to sit and to listen to Jesus. And if our lives are truly to be changed into people who are effective followers of Jesus Christ, we need to hear the powerful message of this story this morning. Let's be clear about who we're talking about in the Bible here, because, of course, there are several Marys in the Gospel story, and it's quite easy to get a bit muddled up and confused. This was not Mary, the mother of Jesus, nor was it Mary Magdalene, nor Mary, the mother of James. This was Mary, the sister of Martha and of Lazarus, who lived at Bethany just outside Jerusalem. We read about this family again in John's Gospel. We have this one story in Luke's Gospel. And then in John, we have the raising of Lazarus in John 11 and the anointing of Jesus by Mary in John 12. And so we just know a little bit about this family. Now, Jesus was very sympathetic to Martha's case. She was the busy one. And he understood that she was rather overwhelmed in providing the task of food for all their guests now, the narrative actually just says that Jesus went. We probably assume that it was Jesus and his disciples, and probably given what happens in Eastern hospitality, there could be plenty of other people who were in the house at the time. And Martha really had quite a huge task of entertaining. The double way, double way in which, or the way in which Jesus used Martha's name uh, twice, double use of, his, of her name, Martha, Martha. That is what indicates to us a level of sympathy and understanding. That she was worried and troubled about many things. She was doing a noble task. She was trying to prepare food for everyone. But there was something that was even more important. There are a number of slightly different texts on what is said here about Mary. So we can't be absolutely sure what the original line is. But the sense of it was very definitely... That one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. 
So the question is, when did you, when did I last sit down? No distractions, read a passage of scripture, listen to a worship song, spend some time in meaningful prayer. Psalm 131, verse 2, I've stilled and quietened my soul. My soul is content like a weaned child with its mother. Spurgeon describes that as one of the shortest psalms to read, just three verses long, but one of the hardest to learn to apply. In quietness and trust is your strength. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened. The psalmist wrote of having stilled and quietened my soul. That beautiful image in the psalm of an infant breastfeeding, suggesting that attitude of calm, of dependence, of nourishment. And that's how it was for Mary. Somehow with all this activity that was going on around her, she was able to just focus in and receive from Jesus. Easier said than done, especially in the busy life of motherhood and of running a home alongside employment and other activities. So let's take a moment this morning just to think perhaps of some of the barriers to our really listening to Jesus. It's been our banner title, hasn't it, in this uh, season, listening to Jesus. What are the barriers? What are the things that get in the way of that really happening? Well, for Martha, it was entertaining guests. It was she who opened their home to Jesus. It was an act of great hospitality. And that's a great thing to do. But then she became so absorbed in the catering that she missed the most important time of listening to Jesus. We don't see enough of that ministry of hospitality today. We actually need more Marthas, more sharing of meals in our home, but not at the expense of stillness and prayer. Because Jesus is more interested in our being than our doing. And this story balances, really, the story that's gone before because it comes immediately after the story of the Good Samaritan. And that was all doing, wasn't it? That was a Samaritan who was praised for coming alongside the robber and helping and so on. And here in this next story, Jesus praises Mary for stopping and listening. In the story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus said, go and do likewise. But in this story, Jesus says, come and stop and listen. Both are important. But for Martha, it was the entertaining that was a barrier to her listening. What are the kind of barriers that affect us today? Maybe that is one of them. But maybe there are other things. Perhaps the kind of culture that we're in of working seven days a week. I mean, some of us do remember a time when Sunday was automatically a different kind of day in this country. It isn't now. Almost everything happens seven days a week. Electronic communication, uh, shopping, and uh, all kinds of activities. And there's something in the concept of Sabbath which is to do with stopping the frantic activity and being still and really listening to Jesus. And we need to find a way of reconstructing that into our lives today. And now I don't suggest that we have a legalistic approach to that of things that should not be done in sun on a Sunday. 
Indeed, for some people, it may not be Sunday that is primarily that moment of Sabbath rest. Although it is very natural when we come to worship on a Sunday that there should be other elements of this day which have a Sabbath feel about it. But there are other ways that you can be still. I consider it a great privilege that I'm able to use one day a month for reading and prayer and reflection. It's a pattern that I set up after my last sabbatical just to counterbalance what can often be such a busy and complex schedule and uh, range of activities. It's not a weekly Sabbath by any means, but it is a step in that direction. Because constant working becomes a barrier of listening to Jesus. And we have to carve out consciously that space to be still. So maybe it's working seven days a week that's the barrier. Maybe it's responding to life's demands. You know, the life of a mother often is constantly responding to the demands of children. It may not be expressed like that, but there's always some, someone who needs something done for them. And mothers of young and not so young children often find it hard to space out, to carve out time for themselves. And demands may not just be from children. They may be from uh, other members of the family. They may be from elderly relatives. They may be from friends. No one wants to be a burden on others, but often the needs arise and they have to be met. And responding to life's demands can be very, very consuming. But there were times when Jesus withdrew from life's demands and actually went to a quiet place to pray. Even though the demands were there, there were moments when he deliberately stepped aside because he knew that he needed to draw from being in the presence of Jesus and draw strength from that stillness and prayer. So what's getting in the way this morning? What are your barriers for really listening to Jesus? Are any of these resonating with you this morning as barriers? Constant entertaining, working all the time, Responding to the demands of other people all the time. Maybe living with a cluttered mind is a barrier. We're doing quite a bit of decluttering at home at the moment. It's involved a full car trip to the tip, visits to various charity shops and other places to passing on, so that we make sure that what we have in the house is only what we really need and value. And I think that process is going to go on for a little bit longer. Not just with physical stuff, but also um, electronically. It's so easy, isn't it, to accumulate loads and loads of stuff, gigabytes of storage. And sometimes you just need to go through and declutter. But what about the decluttering of your mind? So much stuff whirling around. And there's no space to truly listen to Jesus. You know, our mental health is, is as important as our physical health. And just as physically we stop for a certain number of hours each night and rest and sleep, and the process of sleep allows that physical body to regenerate, there is also the clearing of your mind and coming to that place where you can truly encounter Jesus, a place of true listening. Maybe it's other attractions that are being a barrier to you today. The activities that we fill in our spare time, or what we call our spare time, 
those things you don't have to do, but you choose to do, uh, often very good activities, often very recreative, but too many of them all the time, and you miss that moment of really listening to Jesus. There can be external barriers and there can be internal barriers. When I teach a course on preaching that I've done several times before and have again after Easter, one of the topics that we cover are those barriers that get in the way of a congregation really listening. You see, what's getting in the way of you really listening and hearing this morning? Is it too warm in here? Uh, is it that something of the way that I'm speaking or what I'm doing is getting in the way? What's getting in the way of you really hearing from Jesus? For Martha, it was entertaining, doing all the work that comes with offering hospitality. But for you this morning, it could be something different. But we need to get beyond those barriers. Ken Medema is a Christian poet, a songwriter in the States. He wrote this song. I just quote the words. Teach me to stop and listen. Teach me to center down. Teach me the use of silence. Teach me where peace is found. Teach me to hear your calling. Teach me to search your word. Teach me to hear in silence things I have never heard. Teach me to be collected. Teach me to be in tune. Teach me to be directed. Silence will end soon. Then when it's time for moving, grant that I might bring to every day and every moment peace from a silent spring. Then the blessings begin to come. We've thought a little bit about the barriers that can get in our way of really listening to Jesus. What are the blessings that come when we are in that place, when we have centered down, when the barriers are removed, and you in your mind and heart are ready to hear what Jesus is saying? In recent weeks, we've been looking at the section of teaching of Jesus in Matthew 5, called the Beatitudes. Have you really heard these Beatitudes? We don't know what Jesus was saying to Mary in the home of Mary and Martha when Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet. But just suppose he was saying some of these words. Maybe it will help you now, just in your mind, to imagine that you're sitting with Mary at the feet of Jesus. He is saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
and the phrase that we'll come to next week. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Are you really hearing this today? There is amazing blessing from both hearing the words of Jesus and applying them. And in order to really hear from Jesus, we need to clear away those barriers, allow the space and time, then focus directly on what Jesus is saying in the Bible and allow his spirit to bring those words alive into our lives today. You see, some people don't read the Bible at all. And then you're missing out on the primary way in which God is speaking to us. Some people read the Bible, just hear a verse, one verse here, another verse there, without thinking about how they all link together and the whole message of the Christian gospel. Some people read the Bible and pick out what they like, and leave what they ignore. We can't treat the text in that kind of way. We need to read the Bible humbly, expectantly and carefully. And then to pray through what we hear. Because God delights to hear our prayers and spoken prayer is an important part of communication. But there's also space for listening, for stillness. And I think when we're in the right frame of mind and we can really pause, then God will put those thoughts into your mind as to what you especially need to hear from him now. If all the words are in one direction, it's not really true communication. If people never talk to each other, that's not really communication. But we are able to communicate in the presence of God with prayers that we offer with the stillness that is created as you sit at the feet of Jesus. And sometimes prayer will be an overflow of all that's going on in our lives, a kind of opening up of everything before God. And sometimes prayer will simply be, in the words of the Old Testament, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Jesus is always present. But there's something special about a time of worship where our focus is especially on him. So let's come into this story again this morning. Come with me to the house of Mary and Martha. And Jesus is there. Who are you going to be this morning? Are you going to be Martha? Are you going to be rushing around? Is your head still thinking of all the stuff that maybe you're wanting to do later today and all the rest of it? Are you going to be a Mary? Are you just going to stop? Sit at the feet of Jesus. Let him speak into your heart and mind. Let him tell you how much he loves you. Let him tell you how important you are to him. Reach out to him in faith. Because that's the only way in which we can come into the presence of the Father. Because Jesus loves us, because he died for us, because he rose again to be our saviour, Lord and friend, we have to say to him, Jesus, I am sorry for the wrong things that I've done, and I'm trusting you now. Come to him. 
Offer, open your hands to him. Offer your life to him. Say to him, Lord, you've given me these days, these weeks, these months, these years. It's an exciting adventure. May you be the one who guides me. Allow his Holy Spirit to reach into your inner being. I'm going to ask the band to come up on the stage so that they're ready for, to lead us into some songs that will help us to respond in this kind of way. Uh, two very gentle worshipful songs at this stage in the service that just give that space and maybe provide some words that will help you as you really come as Mary came as you really fit, sit at the feet of Jesus this morning put the barriers aside and be open to him